Well, I'm kind of catching my breath here this morning or kind of uh, still basking in the afterglow either either way that you uh, either way that you that you I, I, however I would say it in fact I can have a hard time even saying it and I want to say to our Brideon uh, 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 followers or watchers uh, this is you're going to see a tape sec- segment from what we did on my morning show this morning I do a morning show every every day at coachdavelive.com uh, and we call it a huddle been doing it for almost seven years every morning. And uh, just some things on my heart that I want to share with both my Coach Dave Live audience and the Brideon audience. So uh, if this thing's a little bit choppy or doesn't seem like it at some points maybe kind of flows together, it's because I'm trying to create uh, – I got something I want to say to both groups today. I just pray that you that you would bear, bear with me uh, as we do this. I had a wonderful – we had a wonderful weekend up at Sky High. Wonderful weekend. And for some of you out there say, what? What are you talking about? You had a wonderful weekend at Sky High. Well, uh, we uh, I had a gathering. And throw up, good job there, uh, Mr. Producer, throwing up on the screen just a gathering of some guys we had at, a, at our ministry center, Sky High um, a ministry center. And I, I made a call a couple of weeks ago, and I just invited some guys. And really what I wanted it to be, I just wanted it to be some local guys just some local guys to get together and say, okay, after the election and everything, where do we go? What, what's our next step? What is it we're, that we're supposed to do? So I invited, I don't know, I maybe invited 15 guys only because I thought they were local. And the next thing I knew, Clay wanted to come in from Tennessee and uh, guys wanted to come in from far-flung places. and They wanted to be part of it. And our numbers grew and grew and grew to the point where, I don't know, I never really got a final count, but uh, probably – uh, maybe in the neighborhood of 40 people ended up coming, spending the weekend. We, we ate a lot of great food, as you can see there. Our, our buddy Clay did some cooking. We had some great Rittberger uh, meats, donated meat uh, ribs for us. I mean, it was it was absolutely a wonderful, wonderful time. And uh, we wanted to get together and try to figure out, try to strategize, strategize about where is it we are going, going, and what? How do we do it? How do, how do we move forward? Why are we such prisoners, prisoners to the political system? A political system that clearly does not have the interests of Christians at heart. Folks, we all, we all know this, right? And we're so overwhelmed. We go, to the, we go and vote, and voting doesn't matter anymore. Can, can, is, will you admit that with me today? Voting doesn't matter anymore, friends. If you vote, you know what you get? You get uh, somewhere down the line a somebody connected to George Bush. So, amen. Somebody say amen. Huh? amen. If, if you vote, you, somewhere down the line, you get somebody connected to Dick Cheney or Donald Rumsfeld. Or so, somebody say amen, okay, right? And we know this. That a amen. lot of the mess that we find ourselves in right now began, it's been out there a long time, but can, I, can we tell the truth? It began with George H.W. Bush, right? And Billy Clinton, and they're they're great buddies today, and it's spread on over. We just get rid of Bill Clinton if we can just get us a conservative in there. And we go out there and we grab all we try to get hold of Mitt Romney and John McCain, right? Right? And the whole time we're out here fighting, pushing back, trying to do the right thing, trying to believe in Republicanism, knowing that if the Republicans get in there, we got a chance. If we get the Republicans in there, we get Donald Trump in there, and all of a sudden, uh, make America great again. And the next thing we know, boom, that, that thing's thrown on top of its head because really our, our candidates are selected, not elected. Somebody say amen. You know, you're a big boy and girl out there. You understand, right? 
we really, really, really have very, very, very little control over who our elected officials are. Really, we do. We know that, right? And so here we are again, say, God, we voted. We voted in that red wave. And that red wave didn't appear. So I, you know, I kind of had a premonition. I thought that the red wave would, would appear. By the way, it probably did. It, the red wave probably did appear. But see, now they're doing everything they can. Hey, fr- hey friends, let me ask you this very simple question. Can anything good happen when they're still counting votes four days after the election? <laughs> can anything mm. good be going on, right? I, I mean, I don't care which side, Republican, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Can you imagine going out and playing a football game or a baseball game or any kind of game and not knowing the score till the till four days later? You're home, you've washed your uniform, you've got put you're getting the scabs off your arms and you still don't know whether you won or lost. It's, it's, a, it's a banana republic. And it's a banana republic by design. It's what they've done to us. So I said, I'm going to get a bunch of guys together and we're just going to kind of strategize and uh, we're going to figure out how do we move forward from here? How do we move forward? Do we move forward politically? Do we, do we go and argue? Do we, do we go fight politically? Or do we just simply return to our churches, get on our knees, bend over, and pray for the rapture? Well, I, I, I'm not, I don't do either one of those things. There's not anything in me. So I, again, invited these people, uh, these people, that sounds like uh, Ross Perot, you, you, those people, you people. I invited some, some friends to, to come. We had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Ate a lot of food, argued. Nobody punched anybody, although probably one or two at certain times. Emotions were raw. And you know, it kind of all concluded at the end of the meeting, the last meeting on, on <clears throat> Sunday morning. I, I think uh, we'd, some, of you, some of the guys who came all weekend really weren't even there Sunday morning. I want, I want to take you there to what we talked about on Sunday morning. But I, I, want, I want us to understand this. If we understood the story of Gideon's army, Gideon's army, that's found in, uh, where's Gideon's army? Find, find that for me. Pull that up there for me real quick, Spence, because this just, this just popped into my head. Gideon's army. And what was the problem with Gideon's army? Is that, is that, is that judges? I don't, it's not judges. I should, I should know my, my brain's spinning. We'll get it. It's not judges. It's not, ju- is it? Anyway, anyway, what was the, what was the problem? Judges Ultimately, seven. Say it again. Judges seven. Yes, Judges seven. Okay, well, yes, thank you. So, Spencer, pull that up. Because this, is, this was the message that came out at the end of the meeting. And this is the message that I'm saying both to my Coach Dave Live audience this morning and the Brideon audience. I feel this is so much of an issue that I'm trying to do two shows in one, trying to reach two audiences in one. So those of you who are watching this right now, again, this is a tape of my morning show because what I'm about to say I don't think I can say it twice, okay? And it's important we understand it, okay? So Gideon's army, at the, at the conclusion of our meeting, all, all these wonderful, well, I'm telling you, folks, wonderful, wonderful men. Oh, my goodness. Wonderful men showed up. Just who? Famous men? I mean, highfalutin attorneys and legislators and business owners? Yeah, there were some of those, but they're just Joe Sixpack, man. 
guys that just go to work every day and every weekend and work their asses off and, and do the best thing that they can to raise their families and support their church and support their friends. Just salt of the earth guys in a room. And we said, boys, what are we going to do? Because, you know, the reality of it is what probably has to be done, none of us really want to do. We're trying to avoid it at all costs. And one of the discussions that, that we had during this meeting was, how do we increase our numbers? Do we do it by billboards, marketing? Can I tell you the truth, folks? Uh, the church don't want anything to do with this. Somebody out there, put your thumb up. Because I know this, that those of you who have gone to your pastor and said something like, hey, pastor, um, could we maybe have Coach Dave come in and talk about the Salt and Light Brigade and what they're doing? You get crushed like a bug. Not, not really, they don't crush you like a bug. They get one of those spray things. Remember how you, you spray things to keep people away from you? Your pastor gets one of those spray things, and he sprays you every time you start mentioning stuff like that. And so men are frustrated. Listen, I'm, I'm giving fair warning to pastors out there. Men are so frustrated with you, pastor, that they're ready to leave. They are ready to leave. But they don't want to leave because they want to serve the Lord, but you ain't doing it. Now, wait a minute. You're not letting them serve the Lord. You're not. You may think you're serving the Lord, but the truth is our pastors, our generals, our leaders, they're, they're just afraid they're going to make somebody mad. That's all, that's all it is. They're just trying to pat on place. They're just trying to, underneath, they're, they're running in place. They're, they're jogging on the treadmill, just somehow trying to make it to, to, to eternity. And pastors, your men, are, your men are frustrated, frustrated. And so as we were concluding at the, at the end of the, uh, of the session, Sunday morning, some guys had already gone home. They'd been there all weekend. Some of them, they drove from Buffalo, New York. They drove from clear down in Tennessee. They drove from clear out west. They came from everywhere and others who wanted to come. And I feel bad because I didn't open it up to more people to come. But the reality of it is the guys who were there were there. They were there and they cared. But you know what? For the most part, they didn't have any confidence. The question that we would all ask ourselves as we sit here, even this morning on the 14th day of November 2022, the question we would ask ourselves is, well, what can I do? What can I do? And so the desire to somehow go out there and pluck somebody, go find a, go find us a quarterback. If we could just find a good quarterback, that's all we need. Or, if, hey, if we can just find us some cheerleaders, if we could just go get more people who will stand on the sidelines and cheer with us as we fight, if we can just do And in a sense, it broke my heart. Because as I sat there and I looked around the room, and those of you who were there will know that I said this many times throughout the weekend. I kept coming back to it. We don't need anybody else. We don't need anybody else. What we have is what we have. This is who we are. Why do I want to go out and recruit some other people who are already afraid and brainwashed? Why do I want more of those? Because I'm going to take you to Gideon, pull Gideon up there. 
Folks, this is really, really important that you understand this. The Gideon's army, Gideon's army started out with a whole bunch of people, about 33,000. I'm going to show you. Stay with me. I'm talking to you, every one of you who are looking at me right now. Huh? Are you all in? You? Because it doesn't matter how many we go get, how many people we pack the stands with. Are you all in? So Gideon shows up. He's going to fight against Jerubbabel. And Gideon's got about, I don't know, 33,000 men. And he says, Lord, this is us, right? We're sitting in this room at sky high. Say, Lord, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Lord, we need more players. We got to go get, how do we go get more players? Make billboards? Do we make billboards? Do we go to our pastors? How do we go? How do we do it, Lord? Jerubbabel, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him up at Sky High rose up early and pitched well beside the well of Herod so that the host of Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moriah in the valley. So there they are all up at Sky High saying, what are we going to do? And the Lord said to Coach Dave, the people that are with you are too many. See, he didn't say, Gideon, go get some more guys. He said, Gideon, get rid of some of those folks. Anybody seeing this but me? So you got too many because you know what you got? You got you a team full of people who will not lay it on the line. Get in. If you go to war with all those people out there who just want to put on a uniform and play on a team, you are going to get your hind end kicked, Gideon, the Lord said. So here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to call play, Gideon. I want you to call play. I want you to take all those guys down and, and get them gathered around you. I'm, I'm telling you the story. Spencer's scrolling it for you. But here's, here's what he said to him. He said, you got too many guys. He said, first thing I want you to do is I want you to go down to those guys and say, hey, boys, if your heart ain't in this, going home. It's okay. I'm not going to be mad at you. We're getting ready to fight a fight, and i got to know who's with us and who's against us. And if your heart really isn't in, in this, you can go on home. And look what happened. Whoever's a fearful and afraid, verse 3, let him return and depart from the Mount Gilead. And they returned of the people 22, two-thirds of the guys who said they were in this battle left. Do you see that? 22,000 left. And there remained 10,000. Now, can you, do you get the picture? Can you imagine that? You're you're in the hu- you're in the locker room and you're getting ready to run out on the field and take on some team that you know is a good team and the coach gets up in front of him and says hey listen boys that, that's a good team we're playing and the, by the way if you're afraid of them uh, you can go go ahead take your take your helmets going home and two thirds of the locker room empties imagine that that's what happened and so those ten thousand are looking around saying geez what what do we do now we lost everybody. It all seemed good, except the Lord said to Gideon, hey, you still got too many, Gideon. Right there, verse 4. And he said unto Gideon, you still got too many. <laughs> Do you believe this? See, Gideon wants to build his team. The Lord wants to thin the ranks. Yeah. Do you see this, folks? And so there we are sitting at sky high, and everybody wants more people. We need more people. And Gideon was saying the same thing. The Lord said, no, you're rid of this guy, and this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and this guy. And yes, I. He says, the people are yet too many. Take them down to the water, 
and I'm going to try them there for you, he said. And here's what I'm going to do. He said, now, you tell those guys to go down and get a drink of water, and you get out your cell phone, get in, and you film them, get in, and you film them. And the ones who go down there, uh, who uh, put their head down in the water, I'm going to stand up here, man, and lap the water like a dog. Boom, 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 boom. He said, you tell those guys going home. Verse 6, tell them going home. He said, get in. Here's what I want you to do, Lord. Coach, or get in. He says, here's what I want you to do. He says, I want you to go down there, and I want you to watch those ones who cup the water with their hand, and they drink it out of their hand, and their eyes are up because they're looking for the enemy all the, every time. Even when they're drinking water, they're looking for the enemy. He says, there's your boys. Boom. There's your boys. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to the mouth, were 33,000, and they were looking for more. And God said, dude, you better thin those ranks. You better thin them. And so the Lord thinned them for him. By the way, the Lord's thinning them for us right now. And there we were sitting around on Saturday morning, Sunday morning. No, well, it was Sunday morning, I think it was. And I said, we don't need any more. Are you kidding me? We got Bob Evans. We got Judd. What? We need more? We got Phil. We got, we got Clay. We got Mike. What, what, what do you mean we need some? But we don't need any more. Right there in that room. We got enough guys. Boom. And the Lord said, hey, get in by, uh, by the 300 men that lapped. I'm going to save you, dude. <laughs> you don't need all them other people. And he said, I'm going to deliver the D- Democrats and the Republicans into your hand and let all the other people go every man into his place. So the people took their victuals in their hands and their trumpets, and they all went out, 300 of them. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because the only thing that Gideon was able to do is he was able to shine light and make noise. That's all they did. They shone the light, and they hit on their pots. They shone light and they made noise. And what happened? The enemies slew themselves. So I want to encourage you today. I try to always be an encourager. I, I, I never coached. I, I never coached a game in my in my life as a high school football coach. College baseball. I coached college baseball. I coached girls basketball. I coached wrestling. I never in my whole life ever played a game that at the beginning I didn't think we'd win. I always thought we would win. Somehow, some way, the Lord's going to make a way. We're going to win this thing. We're going to win this thing. I don't know how it will happen. They'll fumble. We'll block a punt. They'll jump off sides. I know they're really good. I know they have a polished team. I know they got a lot more players than we do. I understand all that, but we're going to find a way to do it. Now, did we always win? No. But we always got better. And after that game, win or lose, we put that game behind us because there's another game yet to play. And we went to war. And I'm telling you here today, are you guys looking at me? We're more than enough. We're more than enough. And some of you out there, and the ones who showed up on Saturday, you've already reported reporting for duty, coach. 
reporting for duty. But you know what the problem is? You don't think you're good enough. He said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a farmer. Hey, I'm just a retired teacher. I'm just an old factory worker. I just lay concrete. I need to find some educated guy to lead this battle. We need to go out and find some educated. There's got to be somebody better than me. I'm good at support. I can support him. But I, and I shared with the guys on Sunday morning that Sky High, the, the ministry center that we're developing, we are developing that ministry center because men who have skills have come and plugged in. Boom. Somebody out there say amen. See, I, I, I don't ever get up in the morning. I don't ever get up in the morning and say, I need more bulldozer drivers. I don't ever do that. I just say, Lord, send me a bulldozer driver. And a bulldozer driver comes, right? Hey, Lord, huh? Hey, Lord, Lord, somebody send me somebody who can cut trees. And the guy shows up with a chainsaw. Why? Because God has gifted each and every one of you for this battle. And we keep looking around thinking we're not good enough. And you are. And we are. We are good enough. Boom. And the uh, two men with the Lord in their midst is a majority. And we don't understand that. Now, I'm going to go to a break here in a second. When I come back on the other side of this break, I'm going to go raw, folks. I'm going to let you hear from some of these warriors that are part of Coach Dave Live every morning at 7 o'clock and their butchers, and their bakers, and their candlestick makers. And we're going we're gonna to make a difference for the cause of Christ. Because if it's going to be, it ain't going to happen in the halls of Washington, D.C. It ain't going to happen in the seminaries. And it probably ain't going to happen in your pulpit. We have not yet begun to fight. We have met the enemy, and it is us. We'll be right back on the other side. Okay, okay, so listen, we come back here in just a minute. I got so much stuff to show you today. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I, don't, I, I'm, I may work some of this stuff in, but this is your time, okay? I, I want to hear from you guys. Now, look, tell us a story, not your life story. Tell us a story, not your life story. Myra, I'm going to let you come in and pray. I don't, it ain't going to be an hour. Don't make it an hour. Don't tell us everything the Lord said to you, all right? Because there are going to be, be new people watching this show who've never watched it before. And we got a, we got 22 minutes, and then we'll have, when, when that 22 minutes is up, then we'll have a little bit more time. Y'all, y'all with me? Y'all understand what we're trying to do here? Let's, let's show these people at Bridie on TV what a huddle looks like. You with me? Okay. Amen. So- Spencer, I'll do I'll do another intro when when this thing's over. We'll do another intro, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on flowing. Okay, so here we go. So for, all right, so welcome welcome back, folks. Welcome back to whoever's been lying to and tell, telling you that you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough. And the reality of it is, you go to your church. I'm, I'm I, listen. I love you all, so I'm gonna tell you the truth. You go to your church, and your pastor never asks you to do anything except sit down and shut up. Oh, he may ask you to be an usher. Will you help park the cars? Will somebody do children's church? But other, other than that, your pastor tells you every Sunday morning 
how much God wants you to be blessed and do everything. And you just got to sit down and trust and believe in him. And all these blessings are going to overflow you. And the reality is you look out, say you leave church, you get in your car driving home and you look at your wife and you say, that dude's nuts. Things are getting gone to hell. But you keep going back because Christians, that's what Christians do. Keep going back. And I've become convinced that if we're ever going to win this, we have to quit calling our politicians and start troubling our pastors. If we don't get the Gideons to lead the army, we ain't ever going to win. I can promise you this. The Lord Lord don't want no double-minded man. A double-minded man's unstable in all of his ways. Can you tell me how you can fight for the future of America and at the same time believe you're about to be raptured out of here? You're double-minded. You're double-hearted. Let's bring in some of these wonderful people who are, who are in fact, Gideon's army. And those of you at Brideon who are really watching this give and take here for the first time, I want you to know something. These guys are just like you. They're just, they're just common folk. They're just common folk. And this group of guys that we have in here, we've taken them to Hillary's house. We've taken them to the Georgia Guidestones. We've gone to Bill Barr's house. We've gone to the Serpent. We've gone a, we've gone a lot of places. We've staked properties. We've shown up and we've protested. See, I hate that word. We've proclaimed the gospel in a lot of different places. These are just moms and pops just like you. And if your heart is burning right now, It's you're sick and tired of religiosity, religious Christianity. Feel good. Jesus loves you, brother, while they're eating your children alive in government schools, while the government's forcing you to close your business and you're losing your business, while everything around you is falling apart. The only answer your pastor has is, hang on there, brother. We're going to be raptured out of here real soon. Well, I pray I am. But I don't pray. I don't count on that happening. Come on in, Paul. Good morning, Coach. Three percent. Paul's in the state of Maine. Go ahead, Paul. Anyway, I'm a doc here. I'm one of the uh, humiliated docs that was exalted, and the exalted will be humbled, and the Amen. humble will be exalted. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't make it, Coach. But you know, um, I have to tell you. Um, it's unbelievable. I said this from the beginning. You have some great people in here. Do not talk. Uh, one of them I talked to, he's a member of my health ministry that you helped me create. And uh, he said that all coach has to do is have them together and take 12 of you people and send them out into the, the country. And you've done that in spades, coach. You've done that in spades. I don't know if you know this. I wish you could speak to this man. It's all about faith. He doesn't like to talk. And he is a medical miracle because of his faith. I can't say his name, obviously, but I wish he would talk. He is mm-hmm. 
the amazing coach. Amen, Paul. Hey, listen, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, folks who are watching us for this time, Myra always prays us in. I didn't give her a chance to do it, but I'm going to let her do it now. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. Then Julie, get ready. And then Bernie, get ready. And we're going to run down the list here. Let's go, Myra. Yes. Um, good morning, Harold. Um, The reading today will be from Nehemiah 4 through 7. Nehemiah 4, 4, 4 through 7. 7. Yeah, Nehemiah 4, 4 through 7. It is written, Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and Amen. cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be brought out for from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall. Amen. All the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sabaliah, Tobiah, Arabians, and Ammonites, and Ashbodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the bridges began to be stopped, they were very rough. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. So stay right there. But it came to pass when the Bushes and the Cheneys and the Romneys and all those Democrats, when they found out what God was getting ready to do, they were wroth. Boom. Oops. Those politicians hate you. Come on in, Julie. Good morning. Great show. Um, you know, God uses the least of these. Um, like you said, he's not going to use the, the, you know, the higher ups. He's going to use people that are just everyday people that, you know, he's going to show himself through them. Here uh, so- I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. He didn't say, here I am, Lord. Give me 15 guys to go with me. He says, here I am. Send me. Come on in, Bernie. Then Joseph. Okay, thanks, Coach. Yeah, I just want to remind you, what you're saying was still right on about having to get up there. But you, I always say, you have to ask, well, what's in your hand? You know, that's what, you know, Moses is like, well, how can I go do this? And the Lord's like, what's in your hand? And he has a rod. And God's like, well, we'll use that. You know, you had Elijah and they had the widow. And he says, well, what do you have? She has just a little bit of oil and flour. We're going to use that. You know, the disciples. So, so, so Bernie, when, he said, dishes, when but, he said, what's in your hand? He said, what's your gift? What's your gift? Yeah, Take but, your gift and use it. And exactly. look, guys, again, we don't need a stadium full. We know guys who are trained in righteousness, who know how to wield that sort of... Oh, this is so simple. Joseph, go. What Coach did this weekend was part of Gideon's. I ask every one of you to purchase Art of War. Because when this kicks off, this is the early warning here, when this kicks off here, demographics is going to be the biggest key. Whoever you Building. have in your area, network, whoever you have in your area is what you're going to have because they're going to take our supplies out like they're doing with the gas right now. 
Joe, we're a week later in this age of instant communication. I go on Facebook and I look for uh, cough syrup. I, I Before I go on Facebook, I Google soft, uh, cough medicine. And I Google cough medicine and it shows me some, okay. And then I go to Facebook and what pops up? Cough medicine ads. In this day of instant communication, seven days later, we don't know who, who voted, how people voted. We're dumb. We're not. We're not just dumb. Come on in, Clay. I agree with that Gideon's army philosophy. Uh, you go to a local church near me, you'll find some men that you might can count on if you need a hamburger cooked or somebody's uh, piece of furniture moved to somebody's house. But if you want somebody to go to January sixth or an abortion clinic or or Joe Biden's house or Bill Barr's house or that you gotta you gotta go to our huddles and then those men you can trust to stand with them and they're not going to turn their tail and run they're also not going to be afraid to put some boots on some gloves on and go out and dig some holes and trenches if needed to get that pond ready and that's the kind of men you can count on because if you get on the battlefield and people start getting scared and people start running their mouth to each other saying hey they might come over here and arrest us or they may come over here and do this or do that you need to be standing with bold people that says, I'm willing to suffer, I'm willing to be uncomfortable, and I'll stand with you, brother. And that's and who not we only got that, Clay, not, not only that, Clay, it ain't about you. It ain't about the position you get to play and how many touchdowns you get to score and how many how many tackles you get to make. Dude, it's how many guys you knock down, how many blocks that you make for the guy who's carrying the ball will be able to, to move it. See, And, folks, look, we're looking for great tailbacks when we need good offensive linemen. And a lot of you guys are offensive linemen who've been laboring in obscurity. Your own pastor didn't even recognize your skill set. Your own pastor didn't realize what a great player you were because he wasn't interested in playing a game. He was interested in entertaining a crowd. Oh, somebody say amen. Oh, just say amen. Come on in, Brett. Amen. Amen. Come on in, Brett. Hey, Coach, it's an honor to be on your coaching tree. And so many of us flew in. We drove from a long way to come in because you asked us to gather. And you created a play, and we're running plays. And I believe by faith that everybody listening to this call on Bridie on TV, share it with everybody. CoachDaveLive.com. CoachDaveLive.com. Join us every weekday, 7 a.m. You're part of the team. You are Gideon's Army. Dave, up in up there in Michigan. Come on in, Dave. Let me give you a picture of what happened over the weekend. Friday morning, Coach said, let's go out to breakfast. He didn't take us to Applebee's, but he took us to the local bar. I was shocked that the bar even served breakfast. But anyway, so here we walk into this bar. Johnny from Mississippi has got a white van with a message about Jesus and about 12-foot-high letters on it. He parks it right out in front of the bar. We walked in there. It looked like a cast of rejects from Duck Dynasty, right? And we Amen. walked in there, and those those guys sitting up at the bar, they all put the beard on. They were having for breakfast. They looked, what in the world's going on? A bunch of guys with crosses on their hats. But guess what? Coach went in there and put a little salt and light in the dark, dark place. And when we left there, the lady behind the bar was, guess what? She was wearing a Coach, he, Coach Dave hat. She was on. wearing a cross hat when we left. Tendon bar wearing a cross hat. <laughs> What a pit, Dave, I forgot about that, huh? That See, that was the salt of the earth. And can I tell you what? 
Here's the truth. Those guys sitting in the bar, they wanted to love the Lord. But nobody had really explained it to them. And they just saw it as of rules and regulations and sins, and they were a sinner. And why would God ever want them? And so God would never want them. Well, they just resist God and resist everything about it. But when we walked in with the cross hat on, the atmosphere changed. Why did the atmosphere change? Because we're the salt of the earth. Amen. Stephen, come on in. You have to unmute yourself, Steve. Okay, there we go. There you go. Yeah, good, yeah, good morning. Hey, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to say I just found about out about you guys uh, this morning. I was listening to Mike Adams in the interview he did with you. And uh, I wanted to say this. I've been in this battle for over 43 years as a Christian, one saved by the grace of God and Jesus Christ. And uh, you see what just happened a week ago, uh, the election steal again, just like in 2020. But I want to say this. You know, you look at all these evil people that have taken over here in America, and the big question nobody's asking is why. Mm. And I, I have to go back to this. Psalm 917 says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. So what I want to say is this. The reason I said this to people years ago, God is going to unleash Satan on America. Why are all these evil people still in power? Why have the Clintons not been brought to justice? The Obamas, the Bidens, the Bushes, etc. I'm going to tell you why. Because just like in the days of Jeremiah, where he was warning God's people, you need to repent. You are committing adultery on God. You're living in sin. You are turned to idols from the living God. And so God is going to send your enemies against you to take you over because you have made me your enemy by living as my enemy. And I want to say it is the same thing today. You see, the reason that all these evil people are now in control, it's not because of the globalist agenda. It is because those that call themselves Christians, first of all, don't even use the Bible. Secondly, have turned the worship of God into entertainment. And thirdly, have not kept the main thing, the main thing, which is that they don't want to make Jesus the issue and preach the gospel like the apostles did. And I want to say this. When Jesus came, those men that he chose out, they still had it wrong. Because you look when he was getting ready to ascend to heaven, they said, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus did not come to overthrow Caesar, who was the tyrant and playing God. Jesus came to overthrow the rebel in every man's heart and to establish his kingdom in men's hearts. And until you fa- we get hey, listen. to Stephen. Yes. You found your tribe. You found your tribe. I got to move on. Bless you, brother. Bless. Do me a favor real quick, Spencer. Pull up for me. Uh, Luke 22. I gave, I gave it to you there, brother. Luke 22, 20 through 34. Cause folks, I want to show you something. And this is what I spoke about Sunday at the Sunday morning service. We had a little gathering Sunday morning. And, and Jesus and his disciples, they had just completed the first communion. They had just, they had just taken the communion. 
And Jesus said to them, likewise, verse 20, ask also after the cup saying, this cup is the New Testament. And then he said, look, right after they all took communion, but behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. They had just taken communion. And Jesus said, one of you dudes about to betray me. Huh? Now look what happens. And they began to inquire among themselves. Me? Who, me? I, 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 who did that? Was it, is it Bobby? Is it Clay? Is it Randy? Who? Who is it? And they began to inquire among themselves. And there was a, here, look, watch, watch. 24, and there also arose an argument, a strife among them, of which one of them is going to be the next guy as boss. Do you see it? Strife arose among them, but who would be accounted the greatest? Oh, Jesus is going to get betrayed? <laughs> Who's next in line? It's me. It's me. I've done this. And I've done that. Jesus heard it, man, and he got mad. He says, listen, dudes, verse 25, the kings of the Gentiles, the Republicans and the Democrats exercise lordship over us, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. In other words, Nancy Pelosi's in the job for what Nancy could get out of it. Mitt Romney's in the job for what Mitt can get out of it. And Jesus is saying to the disciples, oh, you're in this just for what you can get out of it? Huh? Is that what it is? Just what you can get out of it? He said, we ain't like that, boys and girls. You can continue reading. He said, that ain't like that. We're servants, man. We lay down our lives. That's what we do. We're not. If you think you're a part of this so you can get some of the girls or you can be seen as important in your community, dude, you got the wrong attitude. Get out of here. And then he said to him, I've already appointed all of you a kingdom. And my father's house, ah, you already got a kingdom. Will you guys stop it? Will you stop acting like this? Stay with me. And he says, verse 28, you are those which have stayed with me in my temptation. Scroll down, Spence. And I appoint unto you a kingdom that you may eat and drink. And then watch what happens. And then, verse 31, he turns to Pete, a loud mouth. He says, hey, Pete, Satan have desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith not fail you. And when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. Hang on. Peter's not all in. Jesus calls him out. He says, and Pete, when you go all in, strengthen your brothers. And Pete says, are you kidding me? All in, dude. Have you been watching me? I went to Hillary's house. I went to Biden's house. Me? Jesus said, Pete, I'm going to tell you something, dude. Before that rooster crows, before that FBI, FBI, when that FBI agent shows up at your house, oh, you're going to run scared, dude. You're going to run scared. But he said, when you get converted, when you get converted, when, when after you deny that you even know me, when you're converted, when you go all in, and you're going to go all in, Peter, because I'm praying for you. When you go, go all in, you go strengthen. You go get those boys. You'll get your buddies. And Peter did that. Peter did that. And the reality of it is why we're having so much trouble in our churches. Guys aren't all in. They're born again, but not all in. They're born again, but not converted. They're born again, but they're benefactors. They're born again. They love Christianity because there's benefits to it for Christianity. Jesus said, lay down your life, dude. This ain't about what you're going to get out of this thing. This is what you're going to give to advance the kingdom of God. And there are many of you watching us right now. 
you ain't all in. That's why that's why Gideon, that was the message of God to Gideon. Get rid of some of them boys. Get rid of some of them Republicans. Quit counting on those conservative Republicans. Uh, uh, no, no, you can't count on them. Clay, come on. Got just a couple minutes here, Clay. Talk fast. Well, I just want to say that uh, this another thing this team did, and you did, Coach, was Pastor Bill Dunphy, a real pastor that stood up on January 6th to do something about what's going on in this country. The Salt and Light Brigade raised thousands of dollars this weekend to help with him in his legal battle. And he's got 40 people. The 40 people in that room raised $8,000 for Pastor Bill Dunphy right there that day. And he's got an indictment uh, hearing this, you know, sometime around Christmas. And people need to be praying and people need to be doing that. Hey, Clay, Clay, you know what? Hey, Clay, hey, Clay. He didn't drink the water like this. He drank the water like this. Jeff, quickly. Coach, real quick. With Pastor Bill as our leader, he's just always looking for the, the Gideon Army. That's it. So 14 months at the strip club. Now we've just done 14 months of school board meetings. That's where he leads us. That's the man. The pastor is supposed to lead them out. Look, we're about out of time here, folks. Listen, uh, thank you for letting me do it like this. Because what I wanted to get out of me, I'm just getting started. But I wanted what I had to get out of me. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it try, twice. Go to CoachDaveLive.com. Say, hey, Coach, I, I want in. But hey, look, we ain't looking for cheerleaders. Not looking for any cheerleaders. We're looking for those who are going to stand up and fight and help us push back against the forces of darkness because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Uh, we've not yet begun the fight. We've met the enemy, and it is us. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Amen. Awesome. Good job. Cool. It's open. What do you, cool. I got so many good things still to show you. Thanks for letting <laughs> me do that this morning. Paul, go. Hey, Coach, I can't tell you enough. I really wish I was there. But you got to remember, man, the devil's on me. The devil has uh, – I was homeless for two weeks uh, when my brother, you know, shot a gun in my uh, – in a threatening manner in my apartment. So I was been off, so I couldn't make it. But uh, – You don't have to know. apologize, man. You don't have to apologize. We get I know, it. but you got to remember, you've, you've created a node in the Christian network here. I've said it from the very beginning when I first met you. Ohio bread, I love your brother. You are the epitome. You guys are the epitome why I stay alive. Thank you. This is the A-team, boys and girls. This is the A-team. It ain't, at your, it ain't at your Presbyterian church. It isn't <laughs> right. oh, can I show you this? Say, Coach, of course you can show me this. Okay, now, I don't want to be smirched this. This just came across my desk. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but I want you to know that there are millions and millions and millions and millions of churches like this. Number five, Impact Church. This came across my Facebook page, Impact Church. There it is. In, uh, in, <laughs> they do a video at the beginning of it, but they're inviting the youth. They're inviting, uh, folks, look, look. Go start the beginning, uh, Brett. I'm sorry, uh, Spence. In, not, in Ignite Youth Program Sunday evening event. So this is, look at this. This is their Sunday evening youth. They're spraying shaving cream on each other. Is that, is that what it is? Scroll on down. This is the kind of gospel that's going out. Come to our youth event Sundays. Okay, keep going. Keep going. 
I'm not picking on them. You don't want to miss this event. Look, look, you don't want to miss it. Because why? Because the devil is running about like a roaring lion seeking to devour your children. What are we going to teach them? Pizzas, nachos, snow cones, treats, donuts, more, toilet paper, dodgeball, ships, sailors, helpful, helpful lessons from the Bible, candy incentive for bringing friends, meet new friends. Woo! Boy, is the devil scared. So hit the button below to plan your visit. Keep going. It gets better. Depending on why should I come? Fun games, foods and treats, helpful Bible lessons. Oh, man. How can I? What do I say? Free fun activities. Look at these events they have. They have a foam party truck. Pizzas and nuts. Dodgeball. Splat game. Oh, man. I've got to get there. Folks. This, this is this is modern evangelical Christianity. These are the Gideon's warriors who are weighing us down. Do you see it? Do you see it? Brats. Oh, they're having brats in October. Oh, they already had. Oh, on a campfire. Oh, spider web challenge. Oh, werewolf hide. Oh. Come on in, Roger. Yeah, Coach, the, the problem we have is people want Jesus as Savior, but they don't want him as Lord. They don't even know what it means. That's right. Hey, they, Roger. They, want, they want medals, but they don't want scars. Benefactors, right? Benefactors. They're Christians for what they can get out of it. Come to church. We'll have fun. Judah. Coach, thanks, for coming. thanks for coming, Jeff. The games and Halloween party. Games at the Halloween party. Games at the Halloween party. Hey, by the way, I'm greatly encouraged. I'm greatly encouraged. I got some, I got some. Play number three. Are you guys sitting down? I'll get you in here, Craig. Play number three, Kanye. Hey, say what you want. Hey, Kanye's playing on the other team. I get it. I get it. Kanye, Kanye's faking us. He's really just coming in. Kanye's a plant. Okay, now I want you to watch this, and you better pray that Kanye has bodyguards. Go ahead, play it. They, they, they try to suppress you, but that's how they try to categorize They you. can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. Not, not you, man. But they can't control me. You not see, you. it ain't no name I won't name. Exactly. It's up. Not you. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you. But the way you read that, I took that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm taking no disrespect from nobody. So let's get on the phone and let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slice from nobody. Right? I ain't taking no slice from nobody. It's God. That's the only person that I serve. My mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me too. You understand? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Michael too. Jordan, what about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You know, out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize. They want to monetize and traumatize. And God loved me. You understand? They hit me. 
Gap, Adidas, all that away. Still, Forbes, who hate me, right, had to write net worth 400 million. Ooh, I hope he's got a bodyguard. I hope he's got a bodyguard. Angie, come in, then Craig. You know, we're living in that time where we see it cyclically happening within all great nations that rise up. And we, as in Rome, just before Rome collapsed, they had what they called the days of bread and circuses. And this is what we're seeing. It's, again, just history repeating itself, even inside our churches where they're distracting our kids with fun things and games and free food and all this other stuff and not preparing them how to be warriors out in this secular Amen. world that we're living in. And Angie, because who do you think is teaching the youth group? <laughs> who do you think is teaching the youth group? Exactly. The know, I'll, I'll Transgender. I'll do uh, charge a thousand dollars a session and let them all send their kids to me. I'll train them. <laughs> I'll train them. Go ahead, Craig. Well, you, you know, you pick something out of the book of Judges. So the book of Judges is this, all right? The Lord set up judges. When you don't judge correctly in things about the Lord, you go into judgment. That was the whole book of what Judges is about. So way we're in judgment right now. So we need to accept we're under God's judgment. Now, what I tried to do with the Maryland Salt Night Brigade is, is go off this basic acronym. Pray, pray, P-R-E-E. P- R- e- e. First, you got to pray because praying, okay, an action uh, is like a barrel of a gun. And if you don't have sights at the end of it, you're just shooting in the wrong direction. Your prayer should lead to resistance, P-R, right? Resistance is the Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. That is a guarantee. So then your prayers lead to resistance. Then what you also need to do is you need to educate because when you come up to resistance, people are going to say, well, why are you saying that? Why are you doing that? Why is your, okay. You have to be able to give a biblically accurate answer to what your, what your resistance is. And then the last one, another E is you need to equip. In other words, equipping is helping those fulfill the task. That can be financially. That could be, hey, I need you to show up and help me. Okay, those are the types of things. And when you, when I'm trying to follow that and 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 share that with people and get that in their mindset, and I believe uh, that's one way of looking at it. Amen. Spencer, pull up uh, number six. Two minutes. Two minutes of Lee Dundas. You guys know who she is. She's a warrior. Listen to this. Human rights attorney Lee Dundas. Some years ago, two men sat at a table discussing the most effective way to usher in war. Their decision after discussion was to close non-essential businesses and further quarantine certain members of society to prevent the spread of disease known as typhus. These men's names, Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler. You think you're special. I am here to tell you, you are not. You are the new Fourth Reich, and I have news for you today. We will not be locking down or taking funding over RSV, which 90% of children contract before the age of two, and only 100 to 500 a year die, which is a 0.0000047 death rate. It is four one millionths of a percent. 
let me add a little bit here. Your whole meeting today was unlawful under the COVID section, sorry, the government sections. Our governor's executive order that allowed you to suspend notice of meeting was specific to COVID, and your agenda item is specific to respiratory syncytial virus. Therefore, under the government code, you are still bound to notice requirements. An emergency under the government code section is defined as crippling activity or other activity which severely impairs public health and safety. And let me tell you, folks, a 0.0000047814% death rate is nowhere near an emergency. You will not get more blood money into this county. You will not get more state or federal funding for our hospitals. This is not an emergency. To do so is fraud. You will not mask us like she just talked about doing. You will not quarantine the well or the sick. You will not keep our kids out of school and damn right you're not going to cripple our businesses anymore. Do you hear me? We will never lock down again. This is the hill we die on because this is America. This is the Constitution of America and this is freaking freedom. Amen. <laughs> Come on in, Angie. He put that one in Kanye one in the put that in the chat. Put that in the chat. That's powerful. Now let's all learn how to speak like that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Myra. Yes, coach. In regard to the man that went this weekend to um the huddle. Judges 6, 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and say unto him, the Lord is with thee, you mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. Amen. So, folks, that's the point. As, as we wrap it here, up, up here, look, folks, we don't, we don't, we don't need more. We don't, I mean, it'd be nice to have more, but the Lord doesn't need more to deliver. He doesn't need more. He just needs brave, obedient men and women. You'll just stand up and say what Lee Dundas just say over my dead body. No more. Amen. Not doing it anymore. They can't throw us all in jail. Oh, they could try. They can throw us all in jail. I sit back here. I wish I had stones like Kanye. I wish I had stones like that. I wish I had stones like Lee Dundas. I wish I, I wish I did. But we know this. You suppose they're going to let Leah Dundas come and speak at her church? Going to bring Kanye in? Let him speak? No, no, no. So then you identify the problem, don't you? And I come back to where I started, where I always start. If they don't bite as puppies, they don't bite as dogs. And Isaiah 56.10 tells us that our, our watchmen are dumb dogs afraid to bark. So what would God say to do? Hey, dude. If they're lapping the water, send their ass home. Get them out of here. They ain't any good to you. Those of you out there who are fighting every day with your eye on the prize, eye on the target, we're going to win this thing. We're going to win with Bob Evans. We're going to win with Vinny. We're going to win with Mike Brake and Bob Haverstein and Silver and Joe Allen. We're going to, what, what, that's who we're going to win with. And then you know what will happen? Then all of a sudden, everybody want to be on the team. Everybody want to be on the team then after all the hard work's done, right? So I want to encourage you. We're sitting at the precipice, man, of something great. Look in the mirror. And when you look in the mirror and you see you, understand it ain't you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is looking right back at you, bud. It's time for us to bone up. Amen. See you tomorrow. Okay.